it's so nice to be here on Rise of the Goddess Collective Podcast. I am so thankful and so grateful to be here in Florida recording this beautiful vitamin D sunshine and interviewing these beautiful souls, Jessa Grace and Linda Morrison. So today's episode is about unveiling elegance and having a simplified life and business in 2024 as wellness entrepreneurs. So, you know here at Rise, we are always on a journey. And why not start this era with a new beginning, a new thought pattern that's the next thought pattern of the Julian Method, the Julian Goddess, and now we are in that next reiteration of Really, this journey that we're going through, it is going to be not only for our own spiritual wake-up calls, but also we have this opportunity to embrace our personal and professional lives and how we can weave the fabric of our boundaries, our self-care, and how we can authentically integrate AI by embracing these principles, we have this great opportunity for profound growth and transformation. So we want to unlock this unparalleled success with this episode so you can have that fulfillment in every facet of your life. Think of it. New beginnings, embracing simplicity here at Rise of the Goddess Collective. Welcome back. Your being goddess state is always within reach. It's a state of activating the next version of you that's always wanting to show up. It's pivoting out of the imposter syndrome, head on, eyes open, even within the darkness of this major uprising. Welcome to the Rise of the Goddess Collective. I am your host, Michelle Julian, your goddess guide. 
it's so nice to be here on rise of the goddess collective podcast i am so thankful and so grateful to be here in florida recording this beautiful vitamin d sunshine and interviewing these beautiful souls jessa grace and linda morrison so today's episode is about unveiling elegance and having a simplified life and business in 2024 as wellness entrepreneurs. So you know here at Rise, we are always on a journey. And why not start this era with a new beginning, a new thought pattern that's the next thought pattern of the Julian Method, the Julian Goddess, and now we are in that next reiteration of Really, this journey that we're going through, it is going to be not only for our own spiritual wake-up calls, but also we have this opportunity to embrace our personal and professional lives and how we can weave the fabric of our boundaries, our self-care, and how we can authentically integrate AI by embracing these principles, we have this great opportunity for profound growth and transformation. So we want to unlock this unparalleled success with this episode so you can have that fulfillment in every facet of your life. Think of it. New beginnings, embracing simplicity here at Rise of the Goddess Collective. Welcome back. Welcome to Rise of the Goddess Collective podcast. I am your host, Michelle Julian, and today we are not just interviewing one person, but two peoples. Why? Because both of these people have come into my life in all kinds of fun ways. With that being said, I'm going to introduce you, beautiful Linda Morrison and Jessa Grace, and we are going to have a wonderful, juicy conversation about what is happening 
in 2024. What is happening with our bodies? What is happening with our businesses? What the hell are we doing in 2024? Are you confused? Well, guess what? After this podcast, you won't be confused. You are going to be clear, which is kindness. You are going to understand how to simplify your life. And the best part, the practicality. Yeah, the practicality, peoples. Because if you are not practical, if you're spinning your wheels and you're doing a lot of FOMO and whatever else is, you are going to get lost, right? I don't want you to be lost. And they don't want you to be lost either, too. That's why I am here to share their wisdom. That's right. The goddess, the goddess guide is sharing the wisdom with these two powerful wisdom goddesses. And don't forget, all this time when we share with you, we are going to be elegant about it, right? Like elegant. It's like we're doing a dance, right? Together, slowly and smoothly. So, with no further ado, I am going to introduce you to Linda. Linda, Linda, Linda. Linda is an amazing woman. She has so much to offer us today, and I'm not going to get into all of the accolades because that's not what Linda's about. Linda is about understanding how we as ageless women, because we all can be ageless, is just about figuring out the practical things that we need to do. So what Linda is going to do first is talk about the new fitness business trends that she's following. And why do we ask her that question? Because she's in the know. Go to it, Linda. Uh, thank you for that, <laughs> Michelle. I really, really super appreciate that. Um, it's really, really great to talk about um, what's fundamentally our bodies actually need. We are our bodies. So we hear a lot about, well, you're not your body and you know, just elevate and just do this and just do that. We are our bodies. If our bodies do not take us to the store or take us to work or allow us to feel good in our relationships, then we can't do anything. So taking charge of that morning is the most important thing. This is not new news. Um, I've seen now being involved in fitness for over 30 years, uh, trends come and go and stuff come and go and often often, this is not going to be uh, very, very exciting, but often I ask women to go back to the basics, go back to what their body needs, strength training. We're strong. We're strong in the legs. We're strong in the butt. Uh, we're strong. And um, if we let that go, then we start to deteriorate. So I'm going to say to you right now, I'm a massive fan of the kettlebell, done it for 20 years. However, it is your squats, it is your deadlifts, it is your uh, push-ups, it is your bench press, 
that you need to come back to if you want to develop your strength once again. And many formats of that, but don't overcomplicate it. So that's, you know, I can talk about all of the different trends, uh, all of the different styles. I know I'm getting a real pull again to go back to dance myself. My daughter's a dancer. I've done it, you know, a lot in the past, but, and I will do that this year, but that is not, my dance will be better if I take care of those strength parameters, my grip, my squats, my push-ups, my pull-ups, my, that, that sort of thing. And that doesn't take rocket science. It's been that way for 150 years, if not more, obviously. We've evolved by being strong at those things. Um, but in the gym or at home, you can do those. And that will help your growth hormone. It will help you feel good about your body. You will get leaner faster. Um, and it is something that you can build upon. You can start with 10 minutes and build upon it and get um, more and more confident at that each day and, and it's easy to measure the increments of improvement too so um, sorry that's not exciting um, and I can go into all the trends um, but yeah that's my um, that's my feels on that one I totally love that Linda because I too have gotten back to the gym I started this summer when I broke my wrist and the doctor and the OT said, oh, you're gonna need to really amp up your strength training with your Nautilus equipment, with your free weights. And I looked at them and I was like, weight training to heal an injury? I thought I would just stretch it and ice it. It's like, nope, you're gonna do free weights, building up all of those Beautiful. muscles that help you actually move your wrist. And I was like, ah, oh, I'm an OT. I know this, but I don't want to hear it. You know, <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear that I have to go strengthen and do the Nautilus. And, you know, and I've never really been a Nautilus person. I've always been like a biker, a runner, you know, a dancer, a skater. Never have I been a Nautilus person. Like, oh my God, I'm not a boy, I'm a girl. You know what I mean? So I've been like that programming, the old programming, but I figured out as I age, I actually did better if I did strengthen my muscles because what does it do? It also strengthens the bones, right? And what yeah. do we want to do when we are going to fall down? We do not want to break our hip or our knee. We actually need some muscle to have that reflex of like put the hand out so you don't kill yourself <laughs> exactly yeah exactly and it's very grounding it. for me uh, weight training is meditation I know a lot of people wouldn't understand that but if I am lifting heavy enough I can't think about anything else I can't think about the 10 phone calls I need to make I can't think about what the meals I need to prepare for this week are I have to think about not putting weights on my toe that's the yeah. thing the other thing is um bare feet where you can that's why I like working out at home with my Olympic bars um obviously you need to work into that as well but get those feet healthy we all know women who've got sore feet as they get older got to take mm -hmm. care of those feet those little muscles in those feet yeah definitely so Jessa I just want to introduce you as Jessa Grace basically my coach 
Okay, that's how I'm gonna introduce you. If anybody knows me and you've been watching me, you know that Jess is like kind of like on the other side of me as I'm talking. She's looking at like the little like things going, that was good. I love it. Do more. Right. So basically, that's Jessa. Jessa is here today to share her wisdom of 2024 and all of the things that are happening with AI and how can AI actually really help us? Is it going to take away our voices? Is it going to turn us into robots? I mean, I know a lot of people have these questions and no one's really asking them because they don't want to look like they're not going with the trend, right? I mean, everybody wants to do what everybody else is doing because we don't want to stick out like a sore thumb. But I know that Jessa, she understands that fear. So what Jessa decided to do is create her own My Heart Felt AI.com. Yep, that's that's the link. You can just go right there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and and this is why we're all here today. We are here because of Jess's wisdom, Linda's amazing energy of all the things. I mean, she's like all the things. She doesn't just do like the ageless body, like reset program, which she's been doing for like over 30 plus years, I think. Am I wrong? Correct. Long time. Okay. Thank off, you. Offline and then Long of course time. online. <laughs> off and on, off and on. We're always doing everything off and on, right? We're never mm. always online because let's, we know this as business owners, you grow your business offline and then you bring it on online and expands out into the world so what that means is jessa is the master queen of taking information and then basically processing it so you understand simple practical elegant boom go right ahead jessa Tell us about the trend for you and your business and what's happened from 2023. Real quick, though, don't don't go long. Real I quick. No, I ramble. I just want to start with kind of mirroring, I guess is the best word, Linda, because there are so many trends, but keeping it simple and keeping it basic. There are so many different ways to use things like AI or all the fitness apps out there or the, the trend diets. There's so many ways to go about this, but keeping it simple means you don't need a lot and you're not going to overwhelm yourself. And also Linda, the barefoot thing, Michelle will tell you it's the middle of winter here and I still don't wear shoes or something. Oh. <laughs> so I love that piece. But <laughs> the idea between, be, I guess, there, there's like a bridge that needs to be built and I'm doing my best between AI, the way that it was when it was first presented to us. Remember when it was on the news every day and they're like, oh my God, all these jobs are gonna be lost and oh my God, it's gonna disrupt this and it's gonna disrupt that. Meanwhile, behind the scenes, the people saying this are still using it to literally create their newscasts about it. So we had that fear, that, that, that anxiety, oh my God, I'm gonna lose my job, I'm gonna lose my job, it can all just be automated. 
to now where the bridge I feel needs to be made. The conversation needs to reset and restart because now they aren't talking about it in the news anymore. That creates an opportunity for people like us to reset the conversation, to really create an understanding where it's not going to take your job. But if you are a copywriter or a lawyer or a real estate agent or a business coach, all of the different fields that they're like, they're going to be gone. It's now set to where if we do it right, if we have the right conversation around it, it's not that it's going to take our job, but it's going to be the coaches and the lawyers and the copywriters who do embrace it and harness it. Those are the ones who are going to get more work than the people who don't. It's an evolutionary tool. It's not going to kill anybody. It's an evolutionary tool and it has to be done right. Because there are so many people out there, if you Google AI for XYZ, if there, there's actually a website that I subscribe to, it's called There's an AI for That. There are millions of AIs that people have built. The thing that people are not adding to their AIs that they are building is boundaries. And that for me is really important. So like any relationship that we have, whether it's with my children, or your spouse, or your clients, or your friends, or your neighbors, you need to have boundaries with your technology. And your technology needs to not cross that boundary. So for me, Heartfelt AI, it has the boundaries of my coaching. It has only that. If it goes beyond that, I don't know where, it won't. It never has, because it's told not to. This is the curriculum. These are the steps. This is the tone. These are the things not to do or not to say. I have it set so that if it if somebody was to ask it a question that was something that like maybe a professional needs to actually address, it will say, sorry, I'm just an AI. <laughs> you need to seek professional help, a counselor, a therapist, a doctor, something like that. Those mm -hmm. boundaries are what make it a safe space for you to expand. And now you're using these AI tools to actually open up what's already in you, the things that you can feel buzzing around in your head, the ideas, the thoughts, the concepts, the knowing that I should be able to put all this together, I can feel it, but now you can make it more tangible for yourself because you are in a safe container to accelerate your own vision, accelerate your own wisdom. So if you can find an AI, Heartfelt AI is a great one, if you can find an AI, that asks you the questions instead of you asking it, then you're in a safe space. It's kind of like having a therapist. Yes, I have been in therapy for most of my life on and off because things happen. My therapist asks me questions. I don't sit down on the couch and just start blurting out and hoping that the therapist is going to know what to say. The therapist asks me pointed questions to mm -hmm. lead me down a very specific healing path. So when you find AI tools, and you find that they're asking you questions and you are answering them from the depths mm -hmm. of you instead of you just being like, okay, make me this thing. <laughs> and I, I, yeah, make me a, make me an email series. That's going to probably give you a load of poop. <laughs> <laughs> It'll sound great to you because you don't know what not to do. There are no boundaries with this thing. Mm, that's a really good point. I love the fact that you bring that up because boundaries actually not only help you, but it helps the person respect themselves too. Exactly. Well, no, it goes both ways. 
It's not about, boundaries aren't about protecting you. It's about keeping you in your zone, keeping mm -hmm. you in your state of flow. My boundaries mm -hmm. aren't against anybody else. It's not like, oh, if you cross this boundary, I'm going to you know kick you out of my life. It's more like, if you cross this boundary, I'm going to have to put a pause on this for a bit and reframe. Mm -hmm. And so it's the same thing with technology, whether it's AI or any other technology out there. When mm. headlong into any technology, it's going to be daunting. You're going to feel like you're floating around in it rather than it supporting you. Correct. Correct. Well, I think that that is a critical component with the fact that you're saying you're keeping your creation, my heartfelt AI.com creation, right? Simple and practical with the component of building in the boundaries, the way you consider a boundary. And then that helps the person set up their own protection. I know you don't like the word protection, but I like the word protection, protection for their own selves so they can honor themselves. So with that being said, I just want to kind of loop back to Linda because Linda has an interesting journey from her first fitness transformation to becoming an international coach. And I would love for you briefly Keyword brief to share that transformation old journey. So that was awesome, Jessa. And I, I can actually abridge a lot of this stuff from the digital world, shall we say, to the world that you operate in as a wooden woman and as a modern woman. Both my grandmothers lived into their 90s, incredible women. Um, and they had boundaries, even though both of them left school at 15, um, raised great children, oh, hopefully grandchildren and great-grandchildren, um, which I come under that banner, but they had boundaries. What I'm actually watching as I work with people and their transformations, so the first transformation I did for a client was way back when I was 15. I started working, I started working with children and teaching them swimming when I was about 13. I started teaching adults when I was about 16 and I had to transform them from usually extremely fearful around water to someone who could swim, save themselves in, uh, as you may know, in Australia, we're all uh, around water <laughs> and our beaches, et cetera. So you have to learn to keep yourself safe around water. Um, so they were my early um, things. Now there was boundaries in teaching them, you know, such as you take me under we both drown, right? I'm in the water with you, but you take me under, we both drown. So do not touch me. We've got these flotation devices. We've got the edge of the pool. In those days, of course, we're going to start in the pool where it's a safe environment, safer environment. Um, so it was boundaries. Now, what I'm, and then, you know, I probably learnt from my grandmothers where in, in one look, they could actually tell every kid in the room, all of the cousins, do not do that. We do not speak like that here. We do not speak to our parents like that here. You know, all the rest of it. I'm actually now watching women try to be everything to everybody all of the time. And they have forgotten 
that they are powerful, that they are some of, because I get to work a lot with women in the Western world, whether they live in Hong Kong or Boston or Melbourne or wherever, uh, but they have forgotten because of the noise that they need to be a perfect wife, a perfect um, parent, a perfect um, employee, a perfect student, a perfect everything. Uh, they've forgotten to do the foundations. So if we go back to clarity, as you've asked, you know, Michelle, at the very beginning, they haven't even got the foundations in place. They don't know how powerful they are. They don't know that we are navigating the first time in history where we've really only had a generation of women working in paid employment and raising the children and trying to be the perfect wife and living until they're into their 90s as well, outliving their husbands often by 30 years or more if they do happen to have one. Um, and it's it's a lot. It's a lot. And then the noise of digital media. So grounding themselves back to what do I really, really, really super want? Um, I can't be everything, especially at the same time. Um, so, so what are my opportunities here and how am I going to actually follow through on them? And it does start with me. That's why I believe body transformations, health transformations are a fundamental part of that. And I'm not saying that everyone's goal is to be you know, a perfect, here it's size eight, I know it's different sizes across the world, but, you know, a perfect size eight bikini body and you're 45 with three children. I'm not saying that. It's it's what your sweet spot is, where you get your energy, where you feel good in your skin, where you feel good and empowered most of the time. Because, of course, there's going to be big days, there's going to be long days, there's going to be tired days. You don't always feel it. But as long as you've got those boundaries in place, I'm, I think, does that, is that where you wanted that to go? So I'm quite obsessed with um, body transformations because I think that is the fundamental part of it. Then comes so a bit more confidence, which then triggers higher standards, a higher life. And, and so we go. So, yeah, I started as a, a little girl who turned up in her last last year of, of high school and they said, oh, are you doing we called it year 12, HSC in those days in Melbourne. Um, and I said, well, yeah. Um, it was like, oh, okay. And it was, it was like, aren't I, you know, we were whittled down to one class by then at my high school. And then, oh, are you going to university? So every single step of the way, I have been someone who has, I don't know, shocked others. I'm not sure what they thought I was or wasn't. Um, Hopefully I'm articulate, I get results, I'm a hard worker, all of those sorts of things. So I was never really encouraged to be an international coach. I still to this day, you know, um, I can't talk about business with my parents. They don't even understand what it is. My dad was a wage and my mother hasn't worked since 1969. So it's, you know, super interesting. I've got very intelligent children. They just don't even know what I do really with when I turn this computer on. So here we are, <laughs> and um, I just try to help people every day, basically. Wow, that's wonderful. That is so wonderful. I love the fact that, you know, your journey goes back to your grandmother, your mother, and, you know, I think that is very common with a lot of us 
on this entrepreneur journey, whether we're offline or online, we are women that bring our ancestors through our work. Because if we're not doing that, we're kind of living in like a bubble and no one can exist in a bubble. We all need not only our ancestors whispering in our ears, but also other amazing goddesses like you and Jessa. And speaking of that, Jessa, I want to just ask you a quick question about your particular thought patterns on now that, you know, heartfelt AI or all the AI AIs are out there, how do you see people really navigating this in a simple way that's practical and elegant? That's a really good question. I can't believe you've never asked me that before. All right. So I would say start out with an intention. AI is a really great tool, but if you don't know why you're using it, you're going to get lost in it. I mean, when I first discovered it, I would wasted time on a tool that's supposed to save me time, right? So we want to know why am I using it? What am I using it for? And what will that do for me? So for example, like we see that coming up here, well, now we're in it, but you know, 2024, it's showing us some changes not just in business and marketing, but in our personal development and how we approach things, whether it be our health or our mindset or whatever it might be. And so we wanna look at these changes and see how can AI serve me so that I can assimilate those changes, make them a thing for me, instead of being shocked and being like, oh my God, it's all changing so fast. We wanna make sure that we're holding space for ourselves and using AI to create that space. Does that make sense? And so it's like some of the changes are, you know, it's it's really about, you know, it's not about what you what you show, it's about what you do. So much of the internet since the beginning of the internet has been about show, 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 show. We've got the people in the bikinis and we've got people in the cars and the mansions and the showing all the money. That is going, it, it is very quickly fading. It's now actually has a label. It's called bro marketing. It's not about that anymore. You can't just now put up a Facebook ad and spend $2,000 and like, oh, here it is, because people see through it now. Because there's a lot of conversation around it. Like, that's not true. They they just rented the Lamborghini for 30 minutes and took a picture, or they just went to the... So we know, we can kind of see through it. The Instagram life is really not serving the people who are in that deep integrative, I'm in a personal growth or a business growth movement for themselves, a personal movement for themselves. So it's more about what you do, which means you have to do. You actually have to go do instead of just post, right? So for example, like the academy that I have, that's something that I do and it lights me up, but I'm not showing pictures of myself on the beach or anything like I used to do that because I was on the beach, but now it's more about what I do. But now AI helps me to create that space. So now I, mm. I take for me to do this one thing that lights up everybody's world. I have the space, I have the clarity for it, I have the organization for it, I have the marketing for it, all because of AI. So I create that space. Another thing is that we need to start understanding that our personal lives and our personal stories need to be held sacred as well. So whether you're on a personal transformation journey or you're building your business or whatever it might be, Social media is not meant to be a diary 
it's the kind of thing where if you will be vulnerable, if you are in a place to be vulnerable, like if my story, you guys know some of my story, and I don't give it all out there. I haven't spent the last three years complaining on social media about what's going on in my world. I was, I just disappeared. Like, nope, here's a picture of my baby. Leave me alone. And <laughs> it's not a diary. So using things like AI and other productivity tools, keeping a private journal even. I have the Remarkable tablet. I'm not an affiliate, but I love it. It's there for me so that I don't feel like I need to data dump on everybody else about my life and my world. But it does actually help me stay organized enough to say, I made a transformation. I transformed something really like the alchemy in this is amazing. So being able to be appropriately vulnerable is a really good thing. But using the tools that are available to us, whether it's heartfelt AI or a personal journal, I mean, I've got tools that you journal to it. It'll come back to you and be like, congratulations, here's some ideas, that kind of thing. That's good for you, but you need to understand that no matter what's going on, you don't have to tell the whole world because everybody's here to judge, but they only judge for three seconds at a time. Nobody, mm -hmm. nobody cares unless your transformation matches their goals. So be, right. vulnerable, be vulnerable appropriately. So exactly. you be productive, have an intention for what it is that you want to fill that time with. Otherwise, you'll fill that time with more AI and it gets to be a rabbit hole. So be careful. Take a deep breath, everyone. I know this is getting really juicy and you have a lot to consume and absorb. So let's all just take a big deep breath in through our nose and out through our mouths. It's almost like a little commercial. Just settle into all of this wisdom. And I want to also ask Linda about her book and how she actually got into publication, right? You actually yeah. help yeah. other people write their books. Yes, 100%. I absolutely love this component because like anything, unless you think of yourself as a leader, an expert, a influencer, with for want of a better word, but a person who can position themselves in their area of expertise, uh, you will always flail with anything, any, any fabulous marketing guru, coach, anything. You'll always flail unless you actually understand yourself as that person. So I think I mentioned a little bit about me growing up. I was, I was a a B plus to an A minus student if I tried hard enough, you know, if I was interested enough. Uh, my sister was the opposite. She just blew it out of the water, a little bit like my children, very naturally academic, all of the rest of it. So to write a book and to put my thoughts of and my processes, my formulas down that I know work because I did them, as Jessa said, doing, I did them on myself, on others, on hundreds of people, um, except uh, thousands now, um, I put it into place. So that was my first uh, book and I became a published author. So popped it up. Um, it was it was obviously we didn't have AI in those days, but that became my first online program, The Ageless Body 
six-week transformation program. In those days, it was called, and this way you should not get hang up on a name so much as just get on with it, and then the name will come. Um, it was called Linda Morrison's number one, Australia's number one body coach for women over 40 body transformation program. Not so catchy, but... <laughs> <laughs> yes what <laughs> but I had to think of myself as that so the book became the online program because once I'd got it out of my head onto something tangible I could then actually realize how I had to uh, teach people in an online forum so offline was easy it could be very engaging offline I can you know, be motivating in the gym. I can be motivating when I talk to them on the phone. I can all the, that sort of stuff. So putting it, um, and this is where people do, do get stuck and hence why I help people build their online programs and over 350 to this, you know, to this date. Um, and I really enjoy that. So it's, I'm a behavior change specialist is one of the things that I do. So I can see the processes of getting from zero to hero. That That I find really easy. Every day of the week, I really enjoy that. But when it's your own work, it's much, much harder. And it's it was that becoming a published author was very, very difficult. So therefore, as I was working with people in the health area, I thought I'm just going to do multi-author books for them because they'll never perhaps get to publish a whole book because it seems so daunting. Um, but one chapter, they can get their head around. So that's what started um, those series and that helped to elevate them into the space of, of their area of expertise, whether they are Reiki specialists or, or health coaches or they want to teach people how to eat vegan well or all sorts of different things, psychologists, chiropractors, lots of different people. Uh, but it was mainly in that health space that they were sitting in and, um, and that allowed those women, so they're multi-authored, they're women, um, uh, and it's not that I don't work with men, it's just that that's my major market, women over 40, and that that then allowed them. And now many of them ran with that and many of them got scared then, of course. And that's when we come back to being supported by a great coach to be able to get you to that next stage of, of where you're wanting to go in your career. Um, because we often get shy when we take ourselves out of our comfort zone and, you know, panic. Um, but, of course, as we know, um, we all feel that. Um, and it's about going to that next level. And who around me is actually going to hold me in that next idea of myself? Um, exactly. And it's a very, yeah. Exactly. And so what that's doing is you're not in that, you know, you're not in the bubble, right? You're in a master class. You're in a mastermind. And I think what I've seen just kind of, you know, some people have these thought patterns and jokes going on with the coaching industry. And they're like, all those coaches are coaching the coaches and they're helping the coaches get their bodies strong and helping them with their businesses. Okay. That's, isn't that a good thing? Yeah. Any good coach has a coach of some sort. Right? <laughs> I think that's 100%. good, isn't it? Yeah. 100%. Multiple coaches. Yeah, and being, being in Australia, being in Australia as well, I had to go to the States often to get to that next level because we just don't have the numbers of people here. Also, there is this tall poppy syndrome. As soon as you move into that next level, people go, You're so you think you're so good, you know, and all that sort of shebang. It's a very, very strong um ideology here in Australia. And it's quite disappointing, especially, you know, 
if you're blonde and they think you're dumb and you've got a good body, you can't be smart as well. All that sort of stuff. You know, the biggest thing yes. I get is um, I thought, are we allowed to swear? I thought you were a bitch. Yes. You know, I didn't yes. know you were nice. I didn't yes, you know can you swear nice. on our podcast. I will <laughs> notify the podcast that there is swearing so children cannot listen. <laughs> um, it's not my style generally. I'm not a bro yeah. marketer, but, um, uh, but, but, but it's, it's, it's like, um so you know and that's that pigeonholing and things like that so if you want to go to the next level if you want to move well um mm -hmm. generally people around you who who care for you on a certain mm -hmm. level your sister your mum you they they're quite they're not quite perhaps the person for you to get to the next level they they right. you know, of course we love them and and they are uh, they've got their own you know, stuff going on. <laughs> Your own stuff. Their own stuff, yeah. right? It's totally yeah. like that's so true. So, um, you know, whenever I'm on my journey of whether it is I'm strengthening my body or strengthening my mind or oh my god, you know, you know, during the pandemic, you know, Shelf wasn't really working with her clients, and now what's she doing? She's learning how to do journey dance. What's going on over there? Are you, are you working? Like that's a job. <laughs> You know what I mean? So it's like people always have these other opinions of what you're doing for yourself and for the greater good. And we can't really attach to those opinions because then what do we lose, Jessa? We lose our sovereignty, right? And then we also get caught up in comparison disorder and I know that you love talking about this stuff so I want you to loop in here and talk about how you yourself as a mother a working mother single mother the single mother I was a single mother and I understand back in the day what it was like to be a single mother not too many mothers that weren't single liked me at all, by the way. They all thought I was going to steal their husbands, which I wasn't because I was devastated that my husband didn't love me back. Hello? You know what I mean? It's like that was like the last thing on my list was to like go out and meet somebody and get another husband, right? I mean, I just wanted to sur basically survive with my child. So um, tell us what you're thinking in reference to the trajectory of 2024, the technology component and the component as a single parent and how you yourself can keep that authentic marketing, right? Not losing the soul, but magnetizing what you do so you attract the right people. Good question. I didn't see that one coming either. All right. Linda got the list of questions and I did not. <laughs> but um, so uh, my, my initial reaction to that is that we create balance, resonance, and momentum in our life when we are in one way of our life that we are in all the other ways. So the way I am in my business, supportive, emotional, psychological, spiritually supportive with my marketing, my clients, all of it, it's the same way I am with myself. It's the same way I am with my children. So support is really important. So obviously being a woman at this time in, in, in the world, I 
I initially wake up in the morning. How do I support today? Who do I support today? How do I support them? What do I do? And of course, that's not probably going to change until I retire, which will probably never happen. So I make sure that the way that I support supports me back. So when I give, I want to give in a way that fills my cup too. So I, I, I have the Pro Bono Academy and I do those sessions just once a week, an hour a week of my life. And I love it. It fills my cup. People come through and there's so much gratitude. It's an easy yes for me. I can do it in my sleep. Yes. And so that's great for my marketing as well. Like, oh my gosh, she has this and she does that. And people are, I don't have to market myself because other people are talking about it. So if I'm filling my cup, then I'm good. And the same thing with myself, my self-care. If there's something that is on my to-do list of self-care, like the laundry or whatever it might be, that I'm just not feeling, I don't do it. I'm not that mother, that woman, that entrepreneur who's like, oh my God, if there's laundry in the dryer, I'm not fit to be here and do them. No, I know where the clothes are. They're in the dryer. I'll go get it when I need it. I let it go. I am not worried about it. I do not have that standard for myself. And then with my parenting, I do things with them that fill their cups and fill my cups. Like last weekend, it was last week was insane. My car was in the shop. I got pulled over. My toilet exploded. Plethora of other things. Saturday came and I was like, we're not doing any of this. We're just going to not look at any of this right now. The kids and I took a deck of cards, old fashioned, just a regular deck of cards. And we played war for hours on my bed while the whole rest of the world was burning around us. And we just did it and we loved it and we giggle about it. And it's fun. It's just fun. So saying no to a bunch of stuff is really, really good for yourself especially when you have all these plates and all these fires all at the same time. But really it comes down to emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually supporting whatever it is that's on your plates. If you have a client that is upset with you, how do I emotionally, spiritually, and psychologically support this problem? If you have a new program that you're launching, how do I emotionally, spiritually, and psychologically fill this? How do I do that? If you've got a new marketing campaign, you need to know that it's not about flashy pictures anymore. Like I was saying, it's about how you are supporting. Your marketing needs to be supportive of where that person is, how that person is feeling, why that person needs your help. It can't just be flashy marketing and saying, sale today, ends in six minutes, that kind of thing. Emotionally, psychologically, spiritually support the people who need you with your marketing and it will fill itself. And then again, for yourself, emotionally, spiritually, psychologically, fill yourself. And a lot of times that is going to be saying no to something. What can I take out of my calendar? What can I outsource? Oh, I'm, I'm having my, my laundry from now on. It's going to be picked up, washed, dropped back off, folded. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. That's my gift to myself. <laughs> That's well great. That's well done. Well done. Well done. Let's give her applause for that. Mothers, all those working mothers out there, she doesn't need to do her laundry, right? No, 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 no. Okay, you're not a bad mother because you don't do laundry. Oh my God, my mother's rolling in her grave right now. She's like, of course she's a bad mother. What is she talking about? I should iron. My mother would iron my dad's shirts and underwear. Hello? Crazy land. Okay. I was like, I was looking at my mother. I was like, mom, what are you doing? I'm offended by that. Like, 
she's like, I'm ironing. So it's all perfect. I was like, okay. Oh my God. So I knew that that was wrong, right? I knew that without even really like understanding that it was wrong. So I love this conversation and I could talk to you both for hours and hours, as you all know, because we have so much to offer and so much to talk about. So what I want to do to wrap this up in a beautiful, simple, elegant bow, because remember I said we're doing simple, practical, and elegant. Well, this is the last question for both of you, and it's very, very, very simple to answer because I'm going to help you help yourself because that's what I love to do as a goddess guide. So the question is, what one new rule are you adding to running a successful online business in 2020, Now, you don't have to answer right away. I want you to take a deep breath. And <laughs> exhale out. Don't feel pressure. We're all here to receive. And you are being divine, guided by the light from Florida. I think she has okay. enough heat up under this one. Okay. Yes, uh, my turn. Oh. You can go. Yeah. yeah, I was just going to say, uh, and this is really simple and keeping it really simple. Um, be a creator and not a voyeur uh, or a consumer. You know, be a creator. Really step right into that. I think we've, at certain ages, we've all watched enough, seen enough, you know, uh, more and more, don't be the noise, be um, a real creator. So don't contribute to the noise, but be a real creator in where you're wanting to go uh, with your businesses and with your contribution with those businesses and personally. So that is about um, saying no more than you say yes to, but being very, very clear about that. So you are a creator. Think of yourself as a creator, not a consumer. Mm, I love that. I love that creator. I am a huge creator, almost to the spectrum of creating, creating, creating. I'm like, come and on. Then, and then it's like, Jessa, wait a minute, one more time. And she's like, no, it's yeah. per it's perfect. No. no, okay, give it to me. Give it yeah. to me. No. And then she, Get then it she out goes there. and she does. Get it out there. As we know, the faster you make mistakes, whether you're an athlete or a business person or a mother, the faster you make mistakes, get clear on that, uh, the better you get to the gold. So I like that. Oh, get to the gold. Oh, my God. This podcast is going to explode. This is so juicy. Jessa, it's your turn. I was actually going to say something very similar. So I think we're on a, we're on a wavelength here, Linda. So I was going to say, when it comes to making decisions on how you're going to move forward with your business, it takes investment. We all know this. It can't be done for free. But when it comes to deciding what to do at this point, at this time, there is so much free knowledge out there that you need to be investing more in things that are going to help you build it to go create Stop learning how to be your already awesome self and go 
put it out there and then build from there. And that's that, that pivot pace that I talk about a lot in my coaching, that pivot pace means you fail as fast as you can. You fail so fast that people don't even see it happening. You go, you fail, right. you fail, you go, you fail. You're growing, 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 growing. So only invest in tools that are going to help you do that. These coaching programs that go on and on and on for a whole year and it costs $20,000. You're not going to wait a year to learn what you need to learn. There are tools for that. There are YouTube videos for that. There's the academy for that. Go and freaking do. That's mm. it. Don't I love it. Anything that's not going to help you do. I love it. I love it. I love it. And my one new rule for 2024 is simple, practical, and elegant. That's the theme. Because if you are simple in your everyday life and you use that practical knowledge, you can create your own signature elegant style, people. So thank you so much for joining us today. And I will have all the links to Linda's magic and Jess's magic. And remember, your activation is my activation. Bye for now. Wave bye, girls. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for being here inside the Goddess Collective. I wanted to let you know that when you come to the Collective, you are receiving free resources that help you with your self-awareness. I created free trainings for you. It's the Julian Method Goddess Activation Group. It's free and it's a face group collective to help you get started with a new way of living. Follow along and witness the power of intentionally living with me and step in to the new realm of self-care for the activated goddess their bare bones basic 101 goddess tips and tools you'll get a three-day consecutive boot camp it's a taster of the julian method i help you get started on your goddess practice you'll find it at the julian goddess coaching.com and also a real special treat you can receive the being and becoming goddess oracle deck yes i birthed this during the pandemic super juicy you'll receive a published deck with a digital deck and also, your own goddess-activated meditation audio. Juicy, juicy goddess things are in store for you. I am so excited for you and this journey. 
Have a glorious day. And remember, your activation is my activation. Have a great day.